Hi, Soul Sibling. It's November 4th, 2020. You know what day it is. I wanted to read you a poem. This is called A Meditation on Phelps Lake by Terry Tempest Williams. A feather floats on Phelps Lake, a cradle of light rocking with the breeze. Wind speaks through pines, light animates granite, an eagle soars, its shadow crosses over us. All life is intertwined. We see the great peaks mirrored in water, stillness, wholeness, renewal. Reflection leads us to restoration. Nature quiets the mind by engaging with an intelligence larger than our own. Mindful of different ways of being, our awareness as a species shifts. We recognize the soul of the land as our own. The path of wisdom invites us to walk with a humble heart. Recognizing the dance between diversity and unity, action and restraint. The scales of nature will always seek equilibrium. A feather can tip the balance. Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Smith. Some people call me Mr. Blue. Either way, I'm looking to be your spiritual muse. Hey, soul sibling. Welcome to Trail Talk. I wanted to show up. We're on the trail together. In real time, I'm recording this on Wednesday evening, November 4th, 2020. We're all waiting for more details and more information about the presidential election 2020. What a year, right? And so as I sit here, I wanted to share with you a story and tell you a few ideas and read you this poem. Terry Tempest Williams has shown up for me this year um, in addition to several other powerful voices. I've read four of her books and I'm so blown away with her prose, her love for nature and her speaking for nature and being an advocate the last three lines of the poem I read at the beginning. I want to read those one more time and tell you a little behind the scenes. She was searching for those, that last idea of the poem. And she found it by being, she was given access to Rockefeller's office in New York at the famous Rockefeller place and office space. And she was given some details from one of the secretaries or administrative persons and she found this beautiful metaphor from something he had handwritten. She talks about it in her work. So here are the three lines. The scales of nature will always seek equilibrium. A feather can tip the balance. I feel this so much with nature. Um, I just spent a good solid four nights and five days in Joshua Tree in the desert in solitude, and I was so, so nourished and regenerated by the stillness and the ability for me to interconnect a lot of pieces of all the things that have happened to me this year as a human being going through the same things you're going through. Different details, different characters, but the same 
the same great dysthymia of 2020. And this, this idea that a feather can tip the balance, that something so light in weight or effort, something so small, something microscopic like a virus, something small like a kangaroo rat in the desert, they call them ninja rats, something small like a blip in my lab work, my blood tests to trace the detection of HIV in my bloodstream. I had a blip a couple weeks ago in my lab work. And a small thought or idea that recenters you, and that small thought or idea comes from small effort on a daily basis to practice and take action, sometimes to take contrary action. So here's the story. I did spend several nights, actually four nights and five days in the desert in Joshua Tree recently and had such an amazing experience, really just settling down into the desert and to the solitude and the dramatic landscape. I felt so lucky that I was able to make a camping reservation and to be there for a few days alone and then meet some friends. It has become a pivotal part of how I interconnect my spiritual life with modern life, with technology, with the work I do. And it gives me space to really connect with my spiritual integrating of ideas. While I was there, I was uh, came in contact for the first time with small little ninja rats. They're very small and they have kangaroo rats is what they're called and their nickname is a ninja rat and one morning i was getting in my car and i opened the glove compartment and there there was the nin the kangaroo rat it freaked me out and they're so lovely they're so cute they've got these hind legs like a kangaroo hence their name and it was just there and i was trying to help it out i I screamed first (laughs) and then i moved to help the rat and it went down into under the seat and into the things, all the things in the car that I'm keeping in the car overnight, like cooler and food and dry storage and spices and teas. And I didn't cover my dry storage. So I decided it's man against the mouse. And here is this small little mouse causing me to redirect my entire morning and take everything out of my car and assess. And I found four little things that the kangaroo rat got into. Do you want to know what they were? Okay, so one was the yarn hair on top of this voodoo meditation doll I bought in New Orleans that I like to bring around with me, Voodoo Blue. It's a meditation voodoo doll from New Orleans right there in the spot, the touristy spots. I thought, I love it. And the the rat chewed through the yarn red hair. It's blue, obviously, blue voodoo. And so it ate some of the hair from my voodoo doll. And it got into oats in little Ziploc bags, nibbled through oats that were mixed with cardamom and cinnamon. It also nibbled into some tea. And the fourth item was a couple days later when it got into the cap of like some canola oil. I had this canola oil that had kind of a hard plastic top and it nibbled through part of it, made a hole. It was a reminder that there are small little forces in nature. Also, I didn't mention probably a fire ant. I reached down and grabbed for one of my 
tea pitchers and wrapped my my hand around the tip and got bit by something and I'm pretty certain it was an ant. It stung. I must have scared it and startled it right at the tip of the container and as I wrapped my thumb and forefinger around it. I haven't been bit for decades. It hurts so bad. I grabbed some ice and I thought, wow, how is it that so small, that little MF ant mother, yes. And this little ninja rat going through all my stuff. And the ranger told me that the kangaroo rats can actually get into your hoods and chew wires and things. So it's not uncommon that if you're staying sometimes. Also, I've heard now that snakes can get into your hoods. That you pop your hood sometimes when you're camping in the desert, leave it up overnight. It it eliminates some of that that little crawl space and secret space for, I guess, kangaroo rats and snakes. Okay, so... The other small item is this blip. It's actually a technical term with HIV and medical. It's actually a a word blip where you suddenly have a blip of traceable virus, of the HIV virus. So my treatment and taking antiretrovirals has kept me undetectable. So you draw blood and it's like the fluids are undetected. The, The virus is undetectable in my fluids, my blood and my other fluids as well. And uh, it was detected a couple weeks ago. And it's called blip because it's not uncommon. And, and when we're saying detection, it's very small amounts, but it's still detectable under the model of where we want it to be undetectable. So it's a blip until it becomes something more. And the blip is just a common phenomenon where you just test it once. Because te- technically, I only test my my blood and draw blood twice, three times. It used to be four times a year. So um, in any given blood draw, it can be a blip. And it was like 85 copies. And we're talking millions of copies are, are a problem or hundreds of thousands of copies. And also there's variance in the size of like the, the, the sensitivity test size. And this is a really high sensitivity so very small but it's a blip so i gotta go back in four weeks and we test again my doctor's like don't worry about it he left me a note um in our app where he posts the labs in the past i would be so worried and freaked out what it mean meant to me this year was a reminder it was like hiv was saying yoohoo hello there i'm still here oh yes my dear alexander Almost like, well, I guess it could be flipping me the bird, like, hey, yo, don't forget me. And I mean, it's been almost 18 years now, and I've learned so much, and I've come through so many different layers of viral awareness. And here we are as a a world confronting COVID-19 and confronting a third surge with higher numbers than we've seen all year um, across different numbers. And who knows where the deaths will head into the fall and winter. And I just know how much this microscopic virus that I've never seen has taught me in my life. And I see how much this COVID-19 is impacting our lives. Um, 
I'm seeing how much, how easy it also can be, to, how difficult it can be to, to process and take in COVID-19. I know it took me a lot of years to, to come to peace and to make peace with the fact that I was living with HIV. In fact, it took getting an AIDS diagnosis to help me do that. And that was about eight years in. And I also really believe that small little items, sometimes the balance, the weight of a feather is the balance. So last week, I was noticing a couple weeks after my desert time that I was really disconnected and I was not meditating and in my practice of meditation, sitting meditation timed formal practice. And I'm beyond trying to be perfect with everyday meditation. I do my best. I often set intentions and I have accountability partners and all kinds of things. My goal now is to decrease my turnaround time. How quickly now can I get back to the seat? And sometimes, you know, it takes a couple weeks. I suppose one of these times it's going to take a month or two or a year maybe, but I'm okay with that. I'm learning that when I'm away from my music or my art or Viral Mindfulness Academy, this wonderful, beautiful course I have coming your way for anyone who's interested, when I return, it's still there. And most of the time it's still there and it's been marinating. And I get that sometimes creative ideas might move on and that's a matter of opinion. What I've noticed is that whenever I return, there's always something, there's a gift, there's, there's a trace of what I had done before. And I do not underestimate now the, the little things in daily practice. So on Sunday, I was like, Alexander, it's November 1st, it's time. I'm feeling so overwhelmed about the election. I'm so uncertain about COVID and the holidays and all the things. I want to help as a social worker, as a public health awareness person, someone who's living with a another virus, a plague that came through to my community. Many decades, we're coming up on 40 years now, 2021, is, you know, 2021 is, of June, is the, the 40th commemoration of the first five people in 1981 that were identified. So I got into my dailies. I did some sitting meditation for 10 minutes. I started small. I did what I could. It was very lovely. I went to yoga. I did a run in cardio. I sat and wrote, and this was the story and the last idea I want to share with you. I did a writing prompt and I just took something that was close by and I grabbed for a card. I have all kinds of like handwritten questions and thoughts and watercolors on them, pen, pencil, you name it. Now they're becoming amazing little gifts for myself like I planted it for myself seven years ago so I'm going to share with you this writing prompt I took what I wrote briefly and what I learned and how it's helping me focus right now um, on Wednesday November 4th 2020 and as I move forward
All right, so I had attended Agape up in LA. Michael Beckwith is, um, it's a spiritual center, Agape International in Beverly Hills. And I went to a Sunday service a few times. And well, I went for like half a year and I just dropped in and I would visit. And one time he gave a sermon and I wrote down this question. So this was my writing prompt. If this situation were to stay forever, what quality or characteristic would I need to emerge or what quality or characteristic would need to emerge for me to find peace of mind? So if the situation, the election, obviously, is what's on my mind, um, and of course, COVID is on my mind, too, and the election has a lot to do with me about how we move forward and how we, as a country, especially the leadership in our country, um, meets science and leads us into the next phase of this. So for me, I'm very interested in having Donald Trump just be done. He's given us service. I'm grateful for um, well, I, I respect the time he was able to try and qualify himself and I don't want him to continue at all. And so for me, very much the situation is what if Donald Trump wins? What if he stays for four more years? It won't be forever. What quality or characteristic would need to emerge for me to find peace of mind? I'm like, whoa, that's good. That is good, good spiritual work. Okay, so here I am looking at my notes. So basically what it came to, I'm just going to jump right to it. I said this one or COVID, where we're headed with COVID-19, all of the uncertainty unknown of the economy, COVID, the vaccine, the next several years. I, Alexander, want to keep moving. I want to keep walking on the trail. I want to keep writing. I want to keep listening. I want to keep loving, hoping, painting, building, podcasting, dreaming, making music. And then I thought, well, keep is obviously the word. I don't even know necessarily the roots of keep. So I looked up keep in the dictionary and it has around... 20 different definitions. That's a lot for my app. I have the dictionary app and I love it. Sometimes I'll read through words. They have word games on there and they have word of the day. <laughs> Does anybody else read the dictionary? I feel so smart when I do it, but I really do like it. Okay, so here's a few I wrote down. Keep, to associate with. I want to associate with the reality of COVID-19. I associate with HIV and AIDS in my life. I want to associate with you, my soul siblings, my podcast people. Here's another definition for keep, to have the care, charge, or custody of. I have people who are here with me. I've been doing stuff with viral mindfulness for almost a decade now. It used to be Bless Your Virus for all of you who's been with me from the beginning. Actually, it used to be Quantum Life Changes and Quantum Licious. Actually, it's been since 2007. Oh my gosh, like 13 years, lucky 13. To have the care, charge, or custody of. To guard or to protect. 
to maintain, to support, to take care of, tend to, to continue to follow a path or a track or a course or this trail to hold as one's own. So keep be the characteristic that's emerging for me. I am a keeper. And then it really got interesting when I'm like, well, what is the depth of what I'm keeping? I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. I've been given this soul and it's my responsibility and opportunity, also my challenge to keep, to tend to, to associate with my soul, to hold as, as mine, to care for, to support and to protect and to guard. It's really helpful for me. I also know that I want to keep offering insight and wisdom through Viral Mindfulness and coming soon Viral Mindfulness Academy. I know I've been talking about it all year. I've been doing my best. And I promise you that when it's ready, you will be the first to know. And it's sooner rather than later. And soon we shall be together for those that you want that want to practice one-on-one or in small groups and selling more of my watercolors. But mostly I just really want to continue to remind you, any ears and hearts I have here, that there's great wisdom and strength in meeting our pain and discomfort. And I really think it's a disservice at this point for us to be in denial about COVID-19, this virus. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you need to wear a mask. That's not what I'm saying, okay? There's a lot of ways to participate and be engaged. And I really think that part of what's happening is it's very difficult for us as humans to deal with situations like this. And I know firsthand, I've been living with a virus for 18 years. So more coming your way. Next up on the podcast, I actually have a short meditation I want to guide you through. So look for the Make Sit Happen in segment that will be up next in the podcast lineup here. And then I will be podcasting over the weekend about the last piece of live theater I saw in 2020 before the lockdown. I have something really fun to share with you about what I saw live up in LA at the Wallace. I don't think you're at all going to expect what I saw. And I also will talk about the last show I saw in New York City in 2020, January, before I left, after I was there for the holidays. So I look forward to engaging with you on those segments of Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. And as always, if you subscribe, if you give a rating of five, because that's what we do for things we like, if you even leave a podcast review, I would love it so much and be so grateful. I'll see you next time here on the podcast. Be well and keep to those things that are of the soul and are of your purpose. Let me be your muse to music, mindfulness, creativity, and compassion over at my website, viralmindfulness.com. You can also find me regularly throughout the week over at Instagram. That's also at viralmindfulness. Are you still there? 
don't worry, it's okay, it's been a crazy year. So since you are, I just, maybe you need a little bit of special TLC, a little more support and love. So I do have something for you. I have a private link at my website just for you. There's two meditations that are there ready to go. One is called Sitting with Difficult Emotions. It can be a little intense, but it's very revealing. It's about 17 minutes. I also have a second meditation there that's called Mindfulness of Breath and Body. And these are both very traditional uh, meditations in Zen and Buddhist practice. And it's not something that I wrote. These are versions that came through some of the meditation groups I belong to. So head over to viralmindfulness.com forward slash all one word make sit happen. That's viralmindfulness.com slash make sit happen. M-A-K-E-S-I-T-H-A-P-P-E-N, all one word. And let's do it. I'd love to be your guide.